Welcome to the My Muy Bueno Chefs Get Personal podcast. I'm your host, Justine Murphy, founder and CEO of My Muy Bueno. I'll be interviewing a different chef each fortnight, but asking the very same questions and their answers are all very different, which is what makes each interview so inspiring. And welcome back to another episode. Hope you guys have all been well, working hard. I've been busy in my world, juggling all the balls, making everything come to life in all the ways. All very exciting. Lots happening. This is a brilliant interview. Very excited to share this very cheeky chappy with you. It's the very talented and super lovely Tom Booten, everyone. So with no further ado, let's head straight into this interview. A very big welcome. Tom Booten, did I say Tom Booten? Tom Booten? I was like, Booten, I think originally I wanted to say Boomtown or Booten. No one can ever pronounce my name right. Yeah, okay, everyone so... thinks it's E-N, Booten. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Booten. It is really, Set yeah. the record straight. Booten, yeah. There we go. That's my name. Everyone calls me Booten. Oh, no really? Calls me Tom, yeah. My oh, mum, uh, yeah. in our family, we all call each other Booten. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's easy then, because everyone's yeah. a Booten. <laughs> everyone's getting told off here, man. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. And how old are you? 29, nearly 30. Ooh. Oh, I know. When's it's your free, birthday? Uh, well, January, so nearly. Oh, okay. nearly I see. Yeah. Christmas and then yeah. big celebrations yeah, in the new yeah, year. Yeah, I don't know. Trying to plan something. I don't know what to yeah. do. Have some holiday time around then. I uh, might do, yeah, but all my staff have bloody done it, so I don't know. Oh, I don't know, but I never have never had a birthday party or anything. What? But I think for my thirtieth, I should. You've got to, yeah. Especially after the last two years, all the pandemic Rachel. nonsense and everything yeah. else, it'd be a perfect. I feel like your thirtieth. I don't know. The big one. It is, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is. Big milestone. Scared, really. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to grow up. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Not the baby anymore. Yeah. I know, yeah. <laughs> So how old were you, Tom, when you first started cooking professionally? Professionally, 15, just after my 15th birthday, really. Wow. So, yeah, it was in... 15 whole years then, 15 it years it will be, wow. yeah, which is whenever anyone always ever says I'm the youngest chef in the history, it says all the time, whatever, and you read every time you Google my name. Not that I do that, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> my yeah, yeah. my girlfriend does. <laughs> yeah, People I know, but, <laughs> but for other people, they leave university... So they leave at, what, age 22, yeah. 23, and then they do 15 years. So they would be 37, 38. Yeah, so actually, yeah. everyone kind of always has a go. How did it start then? How are you? Where, where were you? What just were got you... dropped into it. So there's a beautiful little local restaurant, Free Rosettes, called The Toll Booth. Okay. It's been there for 60, 70 years now, I believe. Yeah, where? so Gerard, so it's Stratford-upon-Avon. Uh, Stratford-upon-Mary, sorry, not Avon. Okay. So it's an Essex-Suffolk border. Okay. So right. I'm from Colchester. So it's halfway between Colchester and Ipswich. Right. Ran by the Milson family, which are like Paul Milson runs it now, but his dad, Gerard, started it years ago. He was the one that started Pride of Britain Hotels. Oh, wow. So he was a very big figure in the industry. Wow. Used to have a Michelin star, the toll booth did in like the 80s, late 80s. So it's a proper like legacy That's restaurant. Incredible. It's very fine dining. It's very, it's beautiful. It's okay. all, yeah. John Constable area, so all the paintings are all... Beautiful. Yeah, it's a really lovely part of the world. Whenever I take Rachel back... So 15, back, did you hope that that was near home then? So yeah, you kind it was of like took 15 it minutes like a... away from my council estate. Yeah. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you took it like a Saturday job originally? Well, or kind of... I was like cooking brownies with my mum's mate, Mandy, and when I was like 14, and my mum said, oh, if you like it, why don't you... For you do you remember you used to do work experience at school? Yes. They don't do it anymore. I what? went back to my old school a couple of weeks ago, they invited me in, They don't, and I thought that was such a shame. 
So I said to the headmaster, the well, head teacher, I said, terrible. I'm I said, like, what do you want to do? Like, oh, you can be a hair, you say, oh, I want to do it. Yeah. I was like, TV presenter, they're like, you can go work in a hairdresser and rice it. I was like, yeah. rice it for a week. Well, that's what my mum said. <laughs> she was like, don't, don't go and do something. Do something you might like. So I went to, so I applied for the toll booth and I was like their first ever one. Because no one ever applied there before. I've never heard of this place before, even though it was only like a 15-minute drive away. But you went away. because you wanted to cook. You were interested in cooking. Well, I thought I did, or I didn't know what You enjoyed making brownies, so you're I like, why not? I eating brownies, so I thought, why <laughs> not? make a roast. <laughs> yeah, and I had an interview with Ian Rhodes, who was the executive chef, and he's the general manager. He's still there now, actually. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a legacy. He's from Hull. Big guy from Hull. Putin! He's like, scream at me. <laughs> and he like, was just look at me up and down, and I was... Obviously, a very cocky 15-year-old Essex oh, lad from a cancer estate. I was like, why is this guy looking me up and You're down? You're a cheeky, cheeky now. Cheeky. So I can imagine yeah, can you imagine how you were 15. Yeah. Oh, my exactly. God. Can you imagine? <laughs> and uh, he literally knocked it out of me. <laughs> but it came back. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you have to bring it back a little bit. <laughs> can't, lose, can't take the boy out of Essex. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and then I just... Uh, so then I did my work sprints for two weeks and then he said... I can take the boy out of assets, I can't take the assets yeah, out of the, the boy. boy. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> and then he was like, do you want to come back on Fridays, Saturdays and Sundays? So I used to do Friday nights. Amazing. Then when I was 16, I got a moped. It was all right. I was on like £3 an hour. Like, I used to do like four hours on a Friday night, like 15 hours on a Saturday okay. and like... 10 hours on a Sunday. I was rich. Wow, wow. I'm sure so I right, love it. it. My mates had money. Everyone was trying to get fags. And yeah. Is that the bottle of 2020? Uh, That's your money spent till yeah. the next week. Yeah. <laughs> WKD. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that was my era. <laughs> yeah, I was merry down and what? Mm. <laughs> Can't touch cider ever again. Yeah. <laughs> right. What was your earliest and fondest first memory of food? It's a good question. You got me on a spot here. Normally, you meant to send me the questions before so I can come no, up with them. No, not with this. No one gets the yeah, A plan coming. of action. My first fondest memory of food. The first time I ever went on Saturday Kitchen, I spoke about this. My mum hates it, but my first memory of food, it's not a good one. It's my mum's spag bowl. Okay. Because my mum worked NHS. She just retired. She did like 40 years in the NHS. My dad was in the army. So they were both workaholics, you know, I guess. And, it, and it's quite interesting. My first head chef actually said to me, like, what do your parents do? And I was like, why are you asking me that? And he said, bizarre, I'll let you know if you're going to be a good chef. I don't know. Obviously, that's not the same for everyone, but I guess okay. and I do get that now. If your parents have a, an amazing work ethic and they work their ass off, then I think that oh does come down to you as well, yeah, which I've never yeah. really thought about until the older I get. And now when I see my chefs and I'm like, and I meet their mum and dads, now I realise, yeah, you definitely work hard because your mum and dad are workers. You know, you yeah. can see it from them. So it's quite interesting a way to look at it, really. But yeah, my mum's bag bow, oh my God. Because she used to work, so she used to leave. She wasn't there. I used to wake up. I was the last person to leave the house in the morning when I was at school. So I used to wake up and I was by myself. Okay. And then I used to go to go to school, come back, have my paper round. And then mum used to get home at like half six, frantic, running around. Right, She's okay. a bit like me, a bit of a stress head sometimes. <laughs> come back. And then she used to make this bag bowl. And I, I shit you not, about seven minutes, start to finish. <laughs> <laughs> Shove it on in, Shove mix it, it on around, in, crank up, up the heat. It's all the fat and, the, and that water from that supermarket mince has come out. <laughs> The tin of tomatoes still tastes like that. You know, that raw tin of tomato oh, kind of smell. Oh, oh. No salt. Oh, wow. We didn't own salt, really, until I didn't start cooking. Oh, that's my when goodness. I, I, that's when we first bought a packet of mould and salt. I remember my mum being like, it's four quid a packet. <laughs> <laughs> but try it, mum. Try it, it, yeah. Woo! Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 Taste sensation, yeah. 
to this fag bowl. I don't know. I just remember. I can't take it out of my head because the onions were raw because she's put the onions in first with the mints at the same time. So they were still raw. <laughs> oh my All God. the water's come out of the thing. <laughs> so... Yeah, it's on the plate, it's just this whole pool she won't of like water. So it's fine. I've seen, I've seen it live on TV before, and she was like, What have you done? <laughs> and then just retelling the story another way it. now. Yeah, I'm making my money's worth out of it. <laughs> I had to eat it. But it's, but it's nice. It is a fond memory, yeah. and good. Well, it does teach Not... you about cooking with love and stuff. Well, now, on the flip side, I realise when I make a spag bar, I make sure the onions are cooked, <laughs> make sure you cook out of the tomatoes. <laughs> love it. Okay. Which chefs inspire you most and why? Oh, see, Alan Williams for me is massive inspiration because he was the first guy I went to work for when I first moved to London. When I came back from my ski season, went back to the toll booth. And then my sous chef at the time, Aaron Skerritt, said, if you want to do this proper, you need to move to London. And Alan, and he used to work at Boxford when it was at the Berkeley. Next, okay. And that's when Alan was head chef for Marcus. Wow. And they were both Hammers fans. Right. So uh, scared ah. Aaron always, yeah, he thinks he's West Ham, diehards, like <laughs> legend that or something. I don't know. He liked that. And uh, he was like, let me ring Alan. And he did have his number. I used to, I was like, you don't know who this guy is. <laughs> and he rang him. And then literally 20 minutes later, Alan rang me. I was on the meat section at the toll booth. No and way. then he rang me. He was like, you're right, son. And so the first thing he said to me, he was like, you want to come to London? No. Yeah, so it was great. Yeah, so ever since then, really. So I did like a year and a bit with him in 2012, 2013. We always kept in touch. He always followed where I went and stuff, and he always helped me. He was always, we'd get along. I think we're quite similar in a weird way. That's really nice. And then when he was looking for a new head chef, it just kind of fitted in. Yeah, of course. When I went there, it was like, we just won the star. It was was like 21 chefs in the kitchen. We were all like 18, 19, 20, 21s were obviously... We were going to the Hippodrome in Leicester Square every Saturday night. We oh, were yeah. not getting home until six o'clock Sunday morning. Absolutely skin. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't eat. That's when I used to have a pound coin. You have to go in the electricity box oh and my. spin it. It was horrible. Oh, my goodness. I remember when my mum and dad dropped me off at that flat. I remember my mum said when dad left, my dad was in tears. <laughs> he was like, I, and he was in the army. Oh he was my like, I've lived, in some, I've lived in some shit. I was like, you can't, <laughs> we can't leave him living in that. <laughs> he'll be fine he'll yeah. be fine they used to have to well, post me up some of my side polos yeah, yeah, <laughs> take that back <laughs> yeah <laughs> but then we always just me and Alan just always kept in touch and we still do now last week went to dim sum with each oh other and he's always it's nice we just have good and it's weird for me it's weird for me I think I said it to him the other times when I first saw him obviously it was like well, how long goes that 10 years ago now when I first met him he was in the kitchen pushing like going mad then when I went back he he did get a bit older, you know, and he used sure. to admit, he used to say to me, like, oh, I can't keep up nowadays wow. kind of thing. But he can, he wanted okay. to, he still can, but it was quite interesting to see it. And then now me and him, are, not like we're on the same line, he'll always be above me because but, he's my boss. But yeah. now we talk to each other on a quite an equal kind of thing and he asks me for something, I ask him for something. That's really so nice, that like mutual respect yeah, and exactly. friendship. Though, and it's really. a friendship, it's exactly, lovely. yeah. Oh, yeah, love that. Good. And who else? Chefs? Anyone else yeah. inspire you? Well, Tom Aikens, we were just talking about before. Yes, yeah, I would always love to work for Tom. And uh, luckily, I'm very close with him now, so that's great. But yeah, I really aspire everyone, really. If everyone works hard and puts their love into the trade and you're respectful and you're a kind person 100%. and you're lovely, then... Well, exactly. Got, got, that yeah, makes a big difference. Yeah, exactly. No egos, no attitudes here. Yeah, Thanks exactly. very much. Then I respect you for that. I like that. Good. What are your two favourite cookbooks and why? I don't know, really. I guess one of the first ones I got was Ramsey Freestar. I remember like when we used to make the octopus terrine at the toll booth, we were trying to replicate that from the freestyle book. That's a good one. I think they're making a, are they making a new one. I saw Matt posted a photo the other day, so that could be interesting. You know more than me, most probably. Mm, I'm <laughs> saying nothing. And then, uh, 
what else really and then I suppose the one what kind of did change my perception a little bit was North so oh, yeah. it's a book from so when I was at Lord Pierre and Pierre de Terre I'd never had a holiday really for about three years so uh, David Moore offered to carry on paying me when I left to go and do a stage somewhere theoretically so I, I didn't want to pick somewhere in France or America or somewhere where everyone was talking about Copenhagen and stuff so okay. I went to Iceland so I went to a restaurant called Dill Okay. Which has got one star now, Shekel Guna, right. a proper legend. So I went there for two months and it was amazing. But the book North is just such a beautiful book. Right. And it's just one not very often you hear about. Incredible going there. I mean, completely different ingredients. Well, completely different. Just, everything's different. Yeah, I mean, working in London when you're working and... six days a week. And that was hard. That was hard back then. Lord Chippewa and was hard kitchens. <laughs> and they were there, like, just doing dinner. I've never seen just dinner service. Just dinner service. Shut the restaurant for three days. Oh, my goodness. And they were going out every night. It was great. That was pre-pandemic. Then, that was, like, a long yeah. time before pre-pandemic. <laughs> when was that? That was 2016, I think. Wow. Yeah, and that was great. Experience. Iceland people are... Uh, amazing Reykjavik's a beautiful city wow me and Rachel go back often it is no one, no one ever goes there really but no. it's just beautiful it's got everything and they party hard really so you had a great time yeah huh? I had a great time but Nordic culture I just love Nordic yeah. culture it's just so different to us we're always hustle and bustle and I don't know we're we're, there, we're always we're in a rat race here aren't we so we're true. there they're just yeah they're content they're That's happy very true it's nice Take a leaf out there. Yeah, definitely. Which two ingredients could you not live without? Mm. I've done this one a few times, actually. Well, I guess salt. Salt's always a good one, isn't it? You do salt and butter and stuff. And then I I guess the real one now for me would be the team. I know it's a bit arty-farty, but it would be. Now the ingredient is the team, isn't it? I wouldn't be sitting here right now on a Friday... Yeah, right. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Without the team, and I wouldn't be like, I'm off today. I never had Fridays off. Wow. Do you know what I mean? I'm off Friday and Sunday this week. Oh, so I it's, love that. So without them, that, that can't happen. And Of course. That's, that's important. Yeah. That's the reason why now I have a girlfriend and a partner, and that's why now I do <laughs> alive, stuff. And alive. Alive. <laughs> Before, it was just, you have to work, you have to work. work, so, work, work, work. Wow. So I guess, yeah, that has to be that's the team. Beautiful. I like that. Yeah. No one's ever answered that before, ever, in the <laughs> don't history tell, of... Don't tell the team, though, because they'll, be, uh, <laughs> yes, exactly. they'll be asking for another pay rise. <laughs> what is your favourite comfort food to cook at home? Do you know what? I'm, I'm pretty terrible. I never cook at home. I used to. During COVID, I was cooking Precious, every day. terrible! I can't be asked. All <laughs> <laughs> that empty fridges. There's like vodka in them. Well, it's, only, it's only really on a Sunday night because we open a restaurant Sunday lunch and we do a proper Sunday roast and it's nice. But then you because you always eat a Yorkshire pudding sandwich. If I work on a Sunday... You Yorkshire always, pudding yeah, sandwich? Yeah, well, when you're in the kitchen, you get all the, the dodgy Yorkshire puddings. What haven't, they all go pudding. What I haven't done right. Cut them open. Slice of, slice of the end of the beef. Roast potato. Horseradish cream. Oh. Oh, yeah, sounds good. Bloody delicious. Yummy. But I have four of them on a Sunday. <laughs> we have little competitions in the team. Charlie has most? six a week. Yeah, Stop yeah, it. yeah, he does it. But yeah, then normally I go in and we just get takeaway, like curry. That's mine and Rachel's yeah, favourite. And then we kind of share a curry. Nice. And watch Gogglebox. That's the only TV show I watch. That's it. Yeah, what curry pr- do you like? Well, we change, Well, she gets normally the prawn masala kind of Naboo one. And then I normally go butter chicken. But last week I went lamb rogue and Josh, actually. Okay. Can't really... go jalfrazy. You can't go too I do too go jalfrazy. No, I like okay. cart. I like cart. Okay. Yeah, but this one, that, but the curry houses in London are, are 10 out of 10. Oh, yeah. When Definitely. we go back home to Colchester and like we have a family thing, she get like Rachel's like, what's this? Taste of tomato puree yeah, or something. It's, it's like, really yes. like, you don't realise how good the food is in <laughs> London are. until you leave. Spoiled. And you're like, 
You call this butter I chicken? I had that when I was over in Mallorca. It was like one curry house yeah. and it was like that. It's no so, good. So upsetting. It's no good. Yeah. Right. Okay. If you could eat at any Michelin star restaurant in the world today, where would it be and why? Where would it be and why? Um, uh, I don't know, really. I've never been to Noma because when I, I worked in Copenhagen for two months... I worked in a mass for a month and studio for a month, but and at studio when Torsten mass. was there, you could see Noma, but I think they were in Mexico at the uh, time. Whether that was two sixteen or seventeen, I can't remember. But yeah, I guess Noma just because to go there. I've been lucky enough that I have been to many nice places. It's what we did when you were younger. You didn't have any money, but you saved to go out, especially in London. So I've been to all the three stars here and loved them all. Went to Iraqi a few months ago as well, actually, and that was really, really fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's doing great there. And then, I don't know, I'm in New York in a couple of weeks as well, but actually, we're not really planning to uh, go big, big. No, I'm just going to go Cats Deli Atessa and book some basketball games. I don't know. It's worth going to. Ronnie Ember. Yeah, yeah. I love him. I loved Atero when I was there. Yeah, Yeah, that would be a good one. That's really a good one. Yeah. Yeah, but otherwise, like, just the go? normal food. Well, if it's... Oh, oh where would I go? Yeah. You're throwing it back to me. <laughs> oh. Uh, well, I want to go to Malmo. I haven't been there yet. Oh, yeah. I've been outside it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> me and Alan were cooking there one year, and we just both stood outside it, and we're like, Malmo. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to go there, and... I mean, there's loads of incredible places. I'd love to go to Japan. I've never been I've to been Japan. I've been to Japan twice, yeah. It looks amazing. I went to a two-star in Tokyo, and it was, like, amazing. Yeah, he's, he's the chef, oh, I forget the chef's name, but he's the one who does a lot of food here. He does a Tomikiti, he's like the chef patron kind of there as well. Wow. He's got a three-star in Kyoto and a two-star in Tokyo. And nice. he was there at the night. Oh, really? Yeah, he kept calling me white boy all night. It was quite funny. <laughs> Rachel's from Singapore, so obviously she's Asian-looking. Look, like looking, And yeah, and we got sat on the floor and he was like, yeah. But some dishes were like amazing, the fish. The fish is flying and the way they, I forget what it's called, but when they stab it and then cook it. And then it stands up on the plate. Oh, and then, wow. and then you had a few dishes, you're like, oh, this is not to this is not to my palate. Okay, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So it's a step too far. But it's an amazing experience. <laughs> an amazing experience. I love Tokyo, it's just beautiful. Oh, it's gosh. an amazing place. It's just so different. Yeah, I mean that's the appeal. I yeah. It's a bit like Iceland though, something so completely culturally yeah, different. Culturally that different. You're not, yeah, which is amazing. Now we can all travel a bit more as well now, yeah. which is good. So let's say you know Ma. Yeah. Who would you take as your guest? Well, I'd have to say Rachel, wouldn't I? But that's a good answer. She'll be happy. She'll be happy. Now, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's a safe answer. I might be the other one. Yeah. Like my sous chef or my DM. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What do you look for in a good chef? Work ethic, really. Your character. It's okay. the way you you kind of hold yourself. Cooking's teachable. Cooking's subjective as well. It's mm-hmm. not anything. Some persons could say they were good. Some People can say it's bad. It's all, that's very subjective, you know. But to be a good chef, I think you have to be hardworking. You have to have respect, like not too much of an ego and just and love it as well, you know. Whenever we employ someone, I want to see how they get on with the team. Okay. Because that's the most important thing. If they fit into that group and they go out with all the boys and girls afterwards for a beer and they have that solid relationship, because that's what's most important. Dynamic. Yeah, the, di- yeah, yeah. the cooking's easy. Yeah. In the Sat Baines book, it talks about the the 100% of a chef and the cooking bit's like 5%. It's yeah. tiny bit, tiny bit. Very true. I want to see how they clean their section, how they how they take look pride. themselves, how they take pride. Yeah. yeah. Do you love what you do? Yeah. It's about loving it. Yeah. Because it's a bloody hard job. So there's no point doing it if you if don't you love don't. it. Exactly. Okay. What advice would you give to chefs 
starting their career paths now? I guess like find a chef you want to learn from. I, I think we went through that stage and I think we've all seen them chefs who have worked six months in every single restaurant in the world. And whenever I see them CVs, it doesn't interest me. You know, like, even though I've been cooking 15 years, but really I've only had, this is my fifth job. So it's not really, I haven't really moved around very much. I made sure I learned That's every great. single section in every single restaurant. I told you I did four years. Alan Williams, all in, I did four years. Lodge Pierre and Pied Terre, I did three and a half years. Taboo was my shortest job, a year and a bit. But that was nothing against Ollie. That was because Alan asked me to come back and I couldn't, say no to that and that's it and now I've been at the Dorchester for over three and a half years and I'm not planning on leaving anytime soon so I think being committed you know and wanting you need to learn everything you need to learn the good stuff from a chef and the bad stuff for me we always talk about oh that chef's amazing you can go there and learn all the good stuff but you need to learn the bad stuff as well because there's a lot what I saw over my career and I remember saying to myself I definitely won't be like that but unless you see that you're never gonna be there's no point if you go and work in the best restaurant in the world yeah you're only going to be a prod like that which is nothing wrong with that, but actually you're not exploring yourself to all the other stuff. And when you, you have to become a manager as well. We will sit here being like we're chefs and that we're like, do you know I mean, I'm not on the stove cooking every single day. I'm a manager. I, I run 40 staff yeah. front of house, back of house. I have to look after a restaurant. I have to keep that restaurant in the business. I have to make sure we're making the money. I have to make sure the hotel are happy with me doing that. I have to make sure I please the hotel all the time yeah. as well. So you, you've got a lot of lot of pressure, a lot of people to please. So that's the next the bit. The, the chef is the first bit. Then, but can you be a manager? Are you a leader? Can you aspire the team? Can you can you look after the team? Can you manage the team when they come up to you with mental X, health y, problems, X, Y, and Z, yeah, whatever it is? Especially now in the world of right? you know, post-pandemic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like all my all my boys always say to me sometimes, they're like, cool, your name gets said so many times every day. Like, Tom, 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 can I have a second? Tom, can I have a I was like, yeah, yeah. And you, you've got to go into every conversation like, yeah, but look at them dead in the eye and be like, what's wrong? And oh, my girl, this happened with my girlfriend yesterday. I'm like, yeah. Happened with me as well, mate. Don't worry about it. <laughs> That's right. Come on. <laughs> yeah, get back to work now. <laughs> okay. Thank you. How has the pandemic or how did the pandemic affect your restaurant? And how, and how did you adapt and evolve throughout? I guess, like, firstly, we were, like, you got to say thanks to the Dorchester Collection. We were very looked after and we decided as a company we wouldn't get rid of anyone, that we wouldn't do that. And we, we were lucky enough that we could pay everyone 100% as well. Wow. And we made sure we were in meetings. But I, to, to be honest, I didn't stop during the pandemic because every day we had Zoom meetings. Like, I know, like everyone else, but... For us as a culture, as a hotel and a collection, it's always about staff first. We put we're, staff are always number one on the on the hit list, I guess. So we every day we're having trainings. Every day we, I had to ring everyone every other day. That took me all day to ring people and I'm have a chat sure with them on the people, phone. Yeah. Sick of their voices by the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> but you had to do that to keep them interested, to keep them going. We're having quizzes every Friday. We had our master sommelier was That's making amazing. us all go to Tesco's and buy a bottle of wine for seven quid every week. And we changed the supermarket and we rated all the supermarkets. That's and we had pub quizzes after that. We were on Zoom all the time. That's I buy a new laptop. <laughs> Which was good, and we were very lucky we had that. We have an amazing people and culture team. So we, as a manager there, all I'm taught about is to make sure I'm looking after the staff, pushing them forward, looking after them. And then we were working on our takeaway as well. So I didn't want to do like a proper takeaway, so we did make it yourself. I called it M-I-Y after D-I-Y. bit rubbish, but <laughs> I thought it was a genius when I come up with it. <laughs> but I would send out dishes from the restaurant, and then them, they could make it at home. 
Nice. And then Rachel, my girlfriend, did all the artwork for it. So it was oh, nice for her that she got all of our artwork onto Dorchester Collection. Oh, and that's Yeah, so she drew all of my dishes and then I did all the menus for it and I did videos for it. And it worked. Beautiful. I'm not saying we made money from it. We didn't lose money, but it was about... At the time. At the time, it was about keeping... Yeah, but as and... We were just opened as well. We only opened five months before. So we, oh were, trying to, we were trying to keep keep Retain. up there yeah. in the limelight per se you know we were trying to, yeah exactly yeah, you, you're quickly time. forgotten about gosh I didn't realize that yeah. my goodness but it was quite good as well I actually someone asked me the other day they were like, oh, I bet you were really upset when you had to shut and yeah obviously and luckily we were safe so we didn't have to worry about that side of our lives but actually as a restaurant we could stop and for me as a chef I stopped and I was like why am I putting for instance why am I putting 10 pom souffles on the ribeye dish even though we you can smash out the pom souffles, I was like, actually, we can stop and why don't we, we change never it like that? that? If you were open and on yeah, the exactly, because I would have just been in that stress trying yeah. to get through every day. Where actually, I stopped and me and Adam, my sous chef, were having calls every day. Like, why are we doing it like this? Like, are we not making that hard on ourselves, on the team, on the front oh, of the house? So when you came what, back, what, what is that actually adding to our experience as a restaurant? Like, mm. what is that doing? So I guess that was a nice way to look at it. Yeah. So we didn't sit still; we kept moving. And I think it's made us better, actually. That luxury of time you wouldn't have had, yeah. though. To and, it was, and it was nice as well. Course, I, correct I, on little things. And... I've never stopped here. I've never stopped since I was 15. I've, nice. I've had, like, one holidays. In, oh, my goodness. I went to Ibiza for four days when I was at Dubu, and I went to Japan before I started, and Singapore before I started at Dorchester. That's my holiday. That's, it. That's my career as a holidays. <laughs> <laughs> and Ibiza wasn't really a holiday. And, uh... <laughs> I yeah. So hey, it was nice. holiday. It was nice to stop, catch up on Netflix. Good. Chilled out and get some sleep. Yeah. Right. Final question. Can you, well, you've shared a bit, but can you share any wisdom from the experience so far with others? Have you changed and has your cooking changed? Yeah, definitely. I think when I was first head chef at Allen, I think I would, as a chef, you're trying to do, especially when you're young, I was made a head chef far too young. I was like 24, 25, made head chef of a one star. It was far too young, but you either grab it with two hands or you just fail. And so I had to grab it with two hands. You, you can't really go backwards in a way, can you? So you, as a team, you have to move all forward. So instead of me just being, it's just my restaurant and this is the way we do it as a joint kind of unit and moving it forward together as I've got 15 heads in the kitchen. It's better using all 15 heads than just my one old stupid head. It doesn't really work like that. And that means they're in the journey as well, which is good, which means hopefully they don't leave, which is what you want Massively in the important. end. But yeah. yeah, my food's definitely got a little more simple. Okay. My, my food's always been about just trying to get the best ingredients and do it simply. I'm not really into a lot of foams and jellies and purees and I quite like simple kind of stuff. I think nowadays I try and cook food what I want to eat when I go out as well. Yeah. Instead of trying to do something just for Instagram or something, I just want to have a spanking ribeye. With yes. like now we've got a beautiful ribeye dish on with like a stuffed tomato, which is like you get on your pub on a Friday and it's yeah. got battered mushrooms on it. We Ooh. cook mushrooms in garlic butter for like six hours and then put braised brisket that's inside them and oh, deep fry dirty. them. Oh, like, yummy. That's, that's dirty. Exactly. That's what I want to eat. You know, I don't. <laughs> Sometimes when Ooh. I go out, I don't want to eat all of the luxury ingredients. I want to just tasting menu. Yeah, I just yeah. want to have that and just be happy with it. So yeah, I'm happy with the the way we're we're cooking our food at the moment and we keep getting better and better do i was only there recently yeah, eating yeah. it it's delicious and that the lobster oh my goodness i mean yeah. that dish is your oh it's the heavy dish yeah it well is... that's only just come back on just for a little last time because lobsters are in... i mean last time i just got so I'm sick not... of well yeah because lobsters are in season but that dish i just got so you're <laughs> the over bo- it You've the done problem it now. was yeah every time i saw a photo of myself next to it it said the youngest <laughs> chef in the world and next to it it was a photo of that dish and it just drove <laughs> 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 that's hilarious 
So is. I was like, that needs to go. Right, next year, 30 next year. So you're going to come up with a new signature yeah, dish I, now. Yeah, new signature dish, yeah. Rich the lobster. Right, well, that's it. Tom, thank you so no much. No worries. Thank you very much for having on. me. And uh, thank you for cracking interview. I think everyone's going to be massively inspired. Super intrigued to listen yeah. to a bit more about you. And... Um, and yeah, I'll definitely be back to, well, I'll be back to come and eat your next signature dish when it's no, out definitely. next year and bringing you your big 3-0, hopefully with a holiday and a big celebration. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. Don't know where to go yet. Maybe I'll be for again, why not? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> thank but you very thank you much. Thank you very much for having me. Thank, thank you. you. What a cracking interview. Isn't he lovely? Uh, what a super guy. And my goodness, he's going to be going all the places. Yeah, he's just super humble as well and just super cool and very funny and uh, loved a lot of his answers, hey? And that's the first time I've, yeah, had that answer, the one about the team that as an ingredient answer. I like that a lot. Very cool. Very awesome. That's it for today. I'll be back, of course, in two weeks' time with another brilliant chef for you to inspire you all with. And of course, do follow us on Mind We Bueno Chefs if you don't already. Use our hashtag Mind We Bueno Chefs on Instagram whenever you're posting all your dishes and just be part of this incredible Mind We Bueno community that I'm building up in all the ways, connecting, inspiring, exciting, sharing and all of it. Please rate us five stars, subscribe, share this podcast with everyone, with your team and everyone you know who you think will love it and be equally as inspired. And I'll see you all in two weeks' time. Bye.